0: The million-dollar question, how do entrepreneurs transition from self-employed to owning a business that turns a profit? My name is Chris Waters, and this podcast has the million-dollar answer. Welcome to CEO Secrets. Hey guys, it's Chris Waters here with CEO Secrets. I've got an amazing guest on today, Brian Moses, a national speaker and trainer, serving the real estate industry at an incredibly high level bringing massive value to people trying to build and scale their business, become better business people, be better leaders, better salespeople. Brian, welcome to CEO Secrets. Chris, it's
1: great to be with you. It's been a long time. It's great to see you again. You look fantastic.
0: Yeah, you too, man. Uh, I guess we were just talking. That, um, I saw you several years ago at a, uh, a real estate event that, that no longer is uh, around called uh, the Exponential Growth Summit with uh, Mike Reese and Jay Kinder. And um, you were a one of their uh, one of their head coaches and trainers uh, in that program. Right?
1: Yeah, I've been around the block a few times, but um, those those events were fantastic and I'm all about adding value. I have a strong belief that the more you contribute to the world, the more that comes back to you. So I appreciate the opportunity and the invitation to share some experiences with your group, with your circle.
0: So, Brian, the, the, for people that don't know who you are, you want to give everybody kind of like a little quick, you know, 30-second intro about, you know, what you're all about?
1: Um, you know, first and foremost, I'm a husband and I'm a father. Uh, I've got two amazing boys and an incredible wife, a 17-year-old son and a 12-year-old son. I got into real estate right out of college and uh, struggled my way through it, tried to figure it out. And uh Took me about five years where I wasn't making any money. I was spending more money than I was making, made lots of mistakes. It wasn't for lack of ambition or effort. Um, And then I I became a student of marketing and we were talking about this before uh, we started today, you and I, about the difference between generating leads and generating transactions. And I learned how to generate transactions. And then I reinvested in my business, built it up to over 400 sales a year twice number two agent in the world for caldwell banker i never could get that number one spot missed it by a few trends like four transactions literally
0: oh man painful did you, beat, did you beat jay were you ahead of jay in the Coldwell banker system
1: at the time i was with caldwell banker yeah i coached jay way back when oh my gosh that is crazy yeah i'll tell you a funny story so we were at the top 10 awards And I ran into Jay. Jay's a great guy, a lot of fun. And he's like, Hey, what are you doing tonight? I go, I'm hoping to go pick up my trophy. You know, number I'm hoping this is the year. And he said, Oh man, that's amazing. So I said, Hey, you want to go? I got an extra ticket. So he came, he sat with me in the front row, and they count down 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. And there's two people left on the stage, man. And I was praying because it was always my goal to be number one. But number two, I'll I'll take it. You know, it yeah. was good. So we we built a team, and then in two thousand nine, I exited the business
0: to do coaching and training full time. I uh, I want to go back to that, by the way, but I don't want to stop you. No, that's all good. I, I'm taking notes, by the way, because I just although you and I know each other, we, we it's like you know we've know we've you know spent some time together, but never like gone real in depth. And so I've I'm like personally and selfishly wanting to ask you a lot of questions about some things I've never asked you fire away. So tell so tell, okay. So, um, got in real estate struggled. You learned how to master lead generation, um, got up to number two uh, in Coldwell banker four transactions away from number one. That's gotta be real frustrating. <laughs> yeah. 427,
1: 427 sales. Number two, 431 was number one. <laughs> I mean like, Oh God, but you know, I tell, I tell my kids this too, and this is just a great lesson. You know, I believe at my core, and I know you know this about me, that anything's possible, right? I was b- raised with a gift that I believe anything's possible. I raised my children with that belief and continuously we're amazing ourselves going, Frick, I can't believe I just did that or can't believe I accomplished that. But shoot, I shoot for the stars sometimes you you get a star sometimes you land on the moon but a lot of people haven't landed on the moon so it's a pretty good pretty
0: good place to be right yeah number one just always starts with that belief yep yeah so okay so you exited in 2009 i want to get back to that but keep keep going on what happened after 2009 i got hit by a car i
1: was doing workshops yeah i was traveling the country i was working with craig proctor at the
0: time uh who was a great friend and um, mentor to me. I feel like he was one of the first coaches really to like help a lot of people on the marketing side. Is that yeah, accurate? brilliant, brilliant in the marketing. Is, yep. I mean, was there anybody else at the top of their game back then? Like, you know, in the 90s and 2000s? No, he was the guy. Where did he, so I know Jay Abraham was kind of like the godfather that taught him, right? Dan
1: Kennedy really had a great Kennedy. influence on on both of us, you know, so Craig and I became great friends His first workshop had 12 people there. I was a guest at that event because, you know, we became great friends. He was teaching me what he was doing. I implemented in my market and man never looked back. So then I just learned to become a master at marketing. I got hit by a car. Um, So I was, you know, I got my foot got run over so I couldn't travel. I couldn't stand. I couldn't speak, you know, do workshops. So I ended up working for Tony Robbins and Chet Holmes. Wow. Which was Ultimate in, Sales incredible. Machine. Yeah, the Ultimate Sales Machine. Great book. Um, and Chet, you know, I worked with them for four years, learned more in those four years, Chris, than I had in my entire adult life. Right. Jay Abraham, incredible. Dan Kennedy, incredible. But Chet and Tony, holy shit, man, I learned a I learned a ton. So Chet unfortunately passed away with leukemia. And um That company, Business Breakthroughs International, we were consulting with not real estate teams and real estate agents, but CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, you know, billion dollar corporations. And I got trained by these guys to go and help those corporations move the needle and generate more revenue and more profitability. So I was trained to look at everything, every metric, everything that moves the needle in terms of profitability um, ran a lot of business mastery events with Tony and we'd pick up, you know, businesses that wanted us to work. So I did that for four years. That went great. And then I got back into coaching. Cause that's my niche. I have all the systems and all the processes and all the ads. And I know the language of real estate. So I've been coaching and training um, tr- training ever since, you know,
0: Chet, Chet had passed away. Wow, man, it's it's kind of crazy, you know. I mean, it's just the cycle of life. But I don't know if you know. uh, Do you hear about Dan Kennedy? Yeah, yeah. And It's you know, but it's kind of like the. I mean, I'm 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 pretty you know pretty young, but it feels like you know some of the guys that were at the origin of, you know, the thought leadership and finding kind of just you know innovative ways to grow your business. A lot of them, you know, have either retired or they're out of the business. So, um, but I mean, man, those, those guys left, some, left, a, left a legacy and, and, some, and some serious knowledge in the world. About well, hopefully people themselves.
1: like Jay and yourself and me and um, Craig, you know, we're paying it forward. We're impacting lives every day, right? There's agents out there probably watching here today that are selling 30, 40 houses a year. They're working seven days a week like I used to do nights, weekends, holidays, their phone rings, they gotta answer the phone. Um, it doesn't have to be that way, right? So we're really proud of the distinctions that we share. And it's, you know, I'll tell you this, you gotta have an open mind, right? Because if you do what other people do, you'll get those results. So what we do to generate transactions versus generate leads is very different than what the people watching here are doing. And when they see how different it is, their mind often closes and goes, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Well, then you're destined for more of the same.
0: You know, I, um, you should probably know this since you taught Jay uh, Kinder. So I, and, uh, I got uh, started in real estate full time. Um, I did it for a couple months out of college, but um, I did not have the humility and coachability when I was 21. So I uh, I was only in it for a couple of months. But, I didn't um, either. Yeah. I didn't either, by the way. <laughs> so I in uh, 2010 um, I started calling it expireds. and uh, the reason I called it expireds was because I when I got into real estate right out of college, I was a buyer's agent on a team, and like I didn't understand why my you know team leader and was coaching me the way he was. Right, like I didn't understand it at the time, and so I didn't listen. And I'm going to these all these classes saying you gotta have listings for, you know, le- leverage and, and leads. And um, you know, I'm challenging him at every moment I can, right? And he's like, no, 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 you gotta stay focused. Just do this first, right? And I'm like, I'm so green, you know, like I don't even know I don't even know how to open the lockbox. Like I think I had a panic attack trying to figure out how to get the lockbox open the first time. because um, I didn't want to look like an idiot in front of the buyer. <laughs> so anyways um i one weekend i uh, started calling expireds because i'd heard all these teachers talking about it and um i called on a saturday and on a sunday i got an expired listing and then on monday i turned it in and i quit and i got out of real estate altogether wow and um so three uh, three years later i got back in full time and there were man more expireds than ever before in 2010 And um, for six months, I called every single day. Like, I mean, I don't even know, like logging, just insane numbers of hours prospecting. And I would be lucky to set one or two appointments a week. It's grueling. And I finally, um, I I finally was like, I got to, you know, I, I was actually, I always tell this story. I was watching, I was watching Shark Tank one night and Damon John said, pioneers get slaughtered and settlers prosper. And I heard that and it was the summer of 2010 and I'm like literally getting slaughtered I felt like because <laughs> I, I wasn't getting any, I wouldn't make any progress. And I, I was like, you know, um, I was like, there's, I mean, this industry has been around a heck of a lot longer than I've been alive. Why, why am I trying to figure this out? Like, why am I trying to figure this out on my own? And so I got, um, I got involved in Kinder Reese coaching and I coached with Jay for three months and literally... Um, in those three months, it took me two years to fully implement everything I learned from him. Wow. And, 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 you know, in that first year went to like 98 sales and then 150 and then the 325 closings. So ended up, you know, I mean, literally Jay was kind of at the origin and I, and I tell Jay this every time I see him, he's kind of at the, the origin of why I was able to build a team from, you know, zero to 325 closings in a single year and net a million dollars. After all expenses, like this book would, I don't know if this book would have happened if um, I had not met Jay Kinder. Mm. And um, if Jay had not met you, I don't know if I, <laughs> I'd be sitting here right now. Six so, degrees of separation, right? Yeah, it's, man, it's fascinating. Well, okay, I, I got to dig into a lot of different things. So um, when you were talking about kind of your trajectory in the real estate industry, You mentioned uh, the first five years really struggling and, you know, you you needed to learn how to become better at generating leads, right? That was one of your things. Were there any big ahas in in those first five years, like salesmanship, or did you just do that naturally? Um, You know, if you're talking, there's a difference between a
1: homeowner and a home seller. And when I first got into the business, all the trainers and coaches told me, It's a numbers game. The more people you talk to, the more sales you'll get. So if I talk to 3000 people in a period of time, there's gonna be a small percentage of those people that are thinking about selling. But if I can figure out and master marketing and get the small percentage of people that are thinking about selling to raise their hand and respond to a marketing message, I don't have to talk to thousands of people. So now the quality of my life goes through the roof and I'm shooting fish in a barrel. I'm talking to people that want to buy a house today. I'm talking to people that want to list a house today. Those are much easier to convert than somebody who's like, well, you know, if I can get, if I could flip a house, you know, an investor who says, you know, yeah, I'll buy a house if if I can make a hundred grand on it. I'm like, if I could make a hundred grand on it, I'm going to buy the house. So, (laughs) you know, Door knocking, cold calling—I sharpened my teeth on on that. I used to make 300 outbound calls a day and maybe get one or two leads that are six months away, mm-hmm. and I'd keep keep doing it. And man, it almost broke me into, almost drove me into bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. So the secret is differentiating yourself from the thousands of real estate agents that are in a marketplace. And the way that you do that is you don't do the shit that they're doing. Right. You don't you know, you don't you don't put on a Halloween costume and send out a postcard and go, you know, happy Halloween. That shit don't work. Now, when I say it, it don't work. My wife says you sound like a hillbilly when you say don't. But it actually the truth is everything works. We get rewarded for bad behavior. You could send out a shit ton of Halloween postcards and get a lead. And then your brain goes, well, shit, that works. I need to do more of that. So some things work. Some things work much better. And some things are like shooting fish in a barrel. You want to spend your time doing the things that produce the greatest results with the least amount of expense and effort and time.
0: When you had your real estate team going, what were your favorite seller lead generation strategies?
1: We did all kinds. So we offered, um, find out what your home is worth. So people that are selling want to do that. One of a, a good one that I created back when I was selling was how to prepare your children for a move. Kids go through emotional traumas when their families are moving. So I created a report and the people that would re- would request that report are obviously people I want to talk to. They're moving. So we had lots of little bait, right? Marketing is like fishing, Chris. You know, if the fish aren't biting the blue lure, you put the red lure on, but you want to be fishing in the area of the lake where the fish are. So, you know, there's a lot of dots to connect, but you know, I didn't know. Was that a newsletter?
0: And f- I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, Oh, that, no, we, that, we, we would do a little nugget by the way.
1: We would, you know, there's, so there's three types of media, a newsletter is a media. So you could send a newsletter out, but newsletters can be costly to, to reach your marketplace. So one thing we did is we looked at the mail and we found out who is mailing our marketplace. And there was a big, big uh, financial planner, like the best in the Northeast. And he would send out 30,000 newsletters a month. So I reached out to this guy and I said, Hey, um, I sell real estate. I'm looking to partner with other businesses to recommend their services to my clients. Would it be okay if I recommend you? And the guy's like, absolutely. I like, are you shitting me? That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I go, Hey, um, you send out this newsletter and you get all kinds of great stuff in it. Could we put a little business card size, ad in the newsletter and make an offer to your clients about real estate services? He's like, absolutely. So I got 30,000 impressions a month for nothing. Wow. And but but now, if you just put a picture of yourself and go, I'm a great realist, real estate guy, nobody's going to call.
0: So we, we would put messaging. You were in, doing, you you had a free advertorial. That's what you had. It was a free. Yeah. And so by the could, way, hey, you'll find this fascinating, Brian. So I, I was, I've been testing advertorials. In the, in the Austin area. And advertorials like in 2019 are badass. And the, the, yeah. mo- the most fascinating thing is you think about these old school medias like radio, TV, newspaper, but like you have very limited competition on newspaper and the average reader of a newspaper is 55 to 75 years old. And those are the people with the most equity, most likely to downsize yep. or sell. Print the- is not dead. It's not dead. Yeah. And I agree. I agree. Anyways, my, I have never been able to get the listings like in the core of the city, like radio TV billboards, great for the suburbs and stuff, but and, and I'm in a bigger market. Um, so, you know, people aren't in the car and have the same kind of patterns in the inner city cause they're not driving very far, but, um, never was able to get those higher price point listings in the inner city started doing avatorials. Bam. Like million dollar listing, million yep. half, which is very unusual. And I didn't get tons of them, but it'd be like one or two a month for, for an advertorial in a, in, a, in a newspaper. So let me, let me
1: just elaborate a little bit on, on the media. There's three types of media. You talked about television, radio, billboards. That's in the category of expensive. Yes. Then there's inexpensive media. Mm-hmm. And then there's free media. So when I work with people, we help them create a message that's very different than what their competition's doing. So it penetrates all the noise out there, right? There's How many agents are in your market sit, touting that they're number one in the market? They're number one at whatever, you know, or greatest Yelp reviews. I've got, I, I see ads all the time that are ineffective. It's just noise. It's just blah, 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 blah. So... Come up with a really good message. I'll give you a good one if you want to get some listings. And it's contrary to how you think. So I worked when I worked with uh, Chet and Tony. We worked with a, a major airline, and I wrote an ad campaign for this airline, and it was winter sale, one way fares as low as thirty four dollars. See, the purpose of advertising is in marketing is to get prospects to tell you that they're interested in flying flying somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then we wanna use conversion, like what we say to convert, to offer a benefit to get them to go okay. So what do you think happened to this airline's reservations, phone, the number of calls when we said one way fare starting as low as $34?
0: Yeah, blew up.
1: Hundreds of thousands of inquiries. So then they, somebody goes, hey, I want to go to Cancun. I've got a family of four. We want to go during spring break. Oh, that price is out at $497.
0: <laughs>
1: Would you like us to book it? We got th- four spots left. Yeah. Holy shit. So, but people think, like the average person, and I was, the, I was average too, I, we think, well, that's bait and switch. It's not bait and switch. This airline does have a fare that's 34 bucks. So people call. It's like having a listing that's a low price. People call and they're like, I don't want to live in that part of town. And they buy a higher end listing in the nice part of town. Is that bait and switch? Or somebody calls on a three-bedroom home, find out it has three bedrooms and they buy a four-bedroom home. Is that bait and switch? So you want to come up on the front end of marketing this So when I was selling 400 homes a year, I didn't know shit. I mean, I was really an idiot. I just worked hard and I got it a little bit, but today I got got it. So in the last year, we created a message that is absolutely crushing it. What's, what's, What's an area, what town would you like to get luxury listings in? What's an area where, like most people listening would like to increase their average sales price, right? Yep. So what's an area that you would like to target?
0: uh let's see uh West west austin okay so
1: sell your west austin home without listing it for sale no signs no open houses quick easy convenient call chris you'll have leads in an hour chris now people go well why would i want to do that well there's a possibility because I, because you work in West Austin that you could match a buyer with their house. You're not saying you can, but that possibility does exist. So that's the bait on the front end. So a seller sees that ad and they go, uh, you know, I just had century 21 over here. And um, you know, man, it sounds like a lot of work put in my house. They want me to stage it. They want me to do all this stuff. I'm going to call Chris what find out what this is all about. Now, the question is, do you want to talk to that person? Yeah. Me too, right? I want to talk to all of those people
0: who want to sell their house. So Sorry, my my mind is spinning, Brian. I'm like, where all could I use that message? Where can I put that newspaper? Uh, So now
1: the media, right? So social media is great, right? That's easy. It's quick. It's cheap. It's inexpensive. Print is still good, too. Um, breakfast placemats. You know, in New Hampshire, there's a place called Parker's Maple Barn. For one egg and a coffee, it's like twenty five bucks. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but guess who goes to Parker Parker's Maple Barn? People that have dough. Yeah. So you want to get your message strategically in front of your ideal audience. And when you have a good when you when you get a fat, juicy nightcrawler in front of a largemouth bass, they bite it. <laughs> when you get this message, for example, in front of a seller who wants to sell their home, they bite it and they call you. Yeah. So cool. I
0: mean, I, I could go on and on, but no, man, I, I love this. So, um, God, I'm I, my goal is to try to keep this at an hour, but I have so many dang questions for you. So tell me about 2009, you exited your business. How did that go? What were your ahas? What did you learn about selling your, your real estate business in 2009? not exactly the best time to be selling a real estate business. No, it wasn't the best time, but I mean,
1: I had done really, really well um, in real estate. It wasn't challenging me anymore. And I wanted to coach and make a difference. Um, So I, I merged it with a Remax company and we put a great deal together, but I didn't understand business. You know, I didn't understand the term breakage. So I had, Eight or 10 agents that went over to Remax, and I was going to get paid out over time. And those agents, because they didn't know how to lead generate, because I was doing all the lead generation, you know, they were selling 40, 50, 60 houses a year. And they went to Remax, and they, many of them, you know, struggled because they didn't know how to get leads.
0: They, because you were like probably 80, 90% of their business was from you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's two or three of them that still exist. And, um, so the sale of my business didn't go as well. I would have done a lot of things differently.
0: So if but, you were to sell it again, knowing what you know now, obviously you wouldn't have taken a referral fee. What would you have done differently?
1: Um, I would have probably taught those agents. I didn't understand the the power in what we were doing for them, right? You know, transaction, the, everything was done for them. They were literally just order takers. So we were booking appointments for them. We were... Um, generating the lead the appointment once the buyer or seller went under agreement we had transaction management so when they had to do when they had to wear all the hats they struggled so i probably would have co- coached them and realized that if i coached them you know even two three times a month just to keep them engaged and teach them what they didn't know mm-hmm. i would have probably done much much
0: better got it so tell, okay, so now I, I didn't know about the Chet Holmes and Tony Robbins thing. You said those four years of your life, you had some of the biggest ahas. Like, you know, give me, give me the five minute summary of like. What- I'll give
1: you one. I'll give you one that's a game changer. And when I share it with you, people probably won't even really deeply understand it. But if you'll just absorb it, it's, it's life altering. So I remember uh, we did a business mastery event in Las Vegas. It's several days, and it's a Tony Tony's-
0: Robbins event, right?
1: Yep. So yeah. we this is the big one. They charge what? Ten thousand dollars for it? Ten thousand bucks. Yep. Um, it, I think it was twenty five at at the time. So it's tw- you know it's now ten because he's doing economies of scale makes more at ten thousand than he does at twenty five thousand. But nonetheless. A lot of value there, all the the mechanical components of the business. People would go in there, learn the strategies of how to focus on profit, what the problems are of a business, normal, abnormal, catastrophic problems. So there's three types of problems. Problems are good. Problems are not a bad thing. We get paid to solve problems. But a lot of times we make more out of them than they are. And depending on the life cycle of your business, some problems – are normal. Like if you're brand new in real estate and you have a lead generation problem, that's called normal. You should have a lead generation problem when you're brand new in the business. But if you've been in the business for three, four five years, you should have some systems and processes in place where you have people reaching out to you all the time. So if you don't, those could be catastrophic problems. So anyway, Tony teach, Tony and Chet teach all that. The event finishes and we do a debrief, we do an autopsy on the event, what went right, what went wrong. So there's four elite high-level business consultants, some of the most brilliant minds in, on the planet. And my best friends to this day, Gene McNaughton, Tom Schaff, incredible human beings. Um, so, so smart. So there's four of us and Chet, comes in and we're going, you know, this went right. What's your feedback? And then all of a sudden Tony comes in. So there's six people in the room. I'm one of them. And Tony goes, man, that was a disaster. Cause Tony's got high standards. Like we're like disaster. We crushed it. Everybody was ecstatic. They had a great experience. Tony goes, that was absolutely horrible. And he goes, let me show you what I mean. So here's the lesson. He grabs a big whiteboard and he draws two circles. He goes, here are our customers in one circle. Here is us in the other circle. And he goes, you see this gap in between the two circles, that space? That's what's fucking bad. And we're all looking. And he was pissed. He flips the chart over. He draws another circle. He draws two circles, but they intersect. Right? So there's that intersects, and he goes and he colors that intersection in. He goes, that's what makes a successful business. When you love your customers, he goes, I don't know that my customers felt loved. I think my customers felt sold. And they'll understand that they'll they'll buy our services, we'll deliver, and their business will go up but people don't remember what you said. People remember how they felt. I need you guys to love your customers. And I'm like, holy shit, that was brilliant. Love your customers. Now that doesn't mean and shouldn't be confused with winning business based on personality, in schmoozing, which drives me absolutely insane, right? When somebody doesn't have the skills and they go on a listing presentation and they go, oh, what a beautiful dog you have. What, what kind of dog is that? That shit makes me nauseous, Chris. <laughs> it's fake, it's fraudulent, it's insincere. But if you really love your customer, they'll feel it. The people that I work with, the people that you work with, my guess is they feel that we love them, we care about them. Mm-hmm. And there's an old saying, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I've worked with a lot of people over the years that want to make money. And that's self selfish. There's nothing wrong with wanting to make money. I want to make lots of money. I got a kid that's about to go off to college. We don't, you know, we we, college is not inexpensive. So money's money's a good thing, but you need to add the value. You need to you need to make a difference in people's lives and you need to be sincere and passionate about it. And that one thing, I'll never forget it. I can remember it like it was yesterday when Tony just went to the whiteboard and did that.
0: That's man. I love that. That's, that's great. That man, that's, that's that's a good nugget right there. That's a really good nugget. Let me tell you.
1: So the next business mastery was a different
0: feel. It had a different vibe. It had a different experience. Can you break that down tactically? So, I guess would an example be, you know, instead of like, just like lecturing and talking, you actually like do it with them. Like, you know, like you actually take action together.
1: Yeah, it's like, remember what, you know, instead of being focused on making money, focus on making a difference, right?
0: And maybe if you're in the business of helping somebody recruit agents to build a team, Maybe instead of just like telling them how to do it, you actually do it with them? Yeah. Like even today, I'm giving, you know, I'm giving you one of
1: my best ads to get listings. Sell your home without listing, no signs, no open, adding value. Now here's the problem. Here's what, let me just caution people. There are people that are like, I'm never doing that. Why would I want to do that? Their brain just shuts down, right? And then there's people that go, man, if Brian says do it, I'm coachable. I'll do it. My son's a quarterback. He's a football player. He has a coach. If the coach tells him what to do, he does what the coach tells him. But there's so many people in real estate like you were at 21 and like I was at 21 that go, I know more than the coach. And it's fun. It's comical. And I don't purport to know everything, right? But you have people watching today. If they run that ad, they will be talking with sellers. Now, if they don't have the skill to convert that call to an appointment or or worse, don't have the skill, like they get to the seller's house and they go, yeah, I don't have a buyer. Tell the seller you don't have a buyer. But you need to have the skill to transition into a listing presentation and show them why listing their property with you makes better sense than listing the property with Century 21 that they were just talking about, for example. Yeah. Yep. It's
0: a process. you got to connect all the dots. So in any other, um, and, and when you think about those four years with, uh, Tony Robbins and, uh, Dan Kennedy, Chet Holmes, um, you mentioned, you mentioned something, Tony, Tony did with the circles and that was a big kind of breakthrough. Um, what, what, any, I mean, what about some of these other guys you worked with in those four years, any other big things that come to mind?
1: Yeah, Jay Abraham's brilliant. Um, you know, he's he's a wonderful human being. Just I'm always in awe listening to him, studying him. Um, hey, you know, so he long talks time
0: to digest when he speaks. the it, 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 it digest the words that come out of his mouth.
1: Yeah. I you mean, you that. like it's like you yeah. want to call time out so that you can catch up before he goes on to the next thought. Right. He's, he's, he's absolutely brilliant. But he talks about you know, and Chet did too. strict being strategic versus being tactical, getting 10 results out of one tactic. Most people go, well, you know, I'll do this and I'll get a result and that's good, but we can do the exact same thing and get all the meat off the bone. I had a call with somebody this morning, superstar agent. Um, people may, 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 um, probably know this guy. Um, but for confidential, confidentiality reasons, I'll 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 just keep his name quiet. But the conversation was very real, and uh, he was doing something with the school system. And I go, man, that's brilliant! It's it's absolutely a brilliant lead magnet. And what he was doing is he was talking about how. And if you've seen this, you, you'll know who the guy is. But and it's fine. He was talking about values won't appreciate in your community if the schools are depreciating. Meaning if school systems are going to hell in a handbasket, if we don't take care of our schools, nobody's gonna wanna live in our community, makes sense. So he was doing this campaign and he's working with the schools to get the schools improved. And this guy's very philanthropic. And I said, you should really consider because you're gonna get great results from just what you're doing but you should consider reaching out to the local ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox news affiliate in your market and do a story on it. He goes, Holy shit. I didn't think of that. A, it doesn't cost any money. B, you'll be positioned as an expert in your marketplace and C you'll reach 150,000 people. Everybody will know who you are and what you do. And your message is really good and compelling. So do that. He's like, I'm on it today. So that's the, an example of strategy of thinking about all the moves. Here's, here's another example about strategy. Everybody has met a buyer or a seller at some point, right? So we get the listing and we go, whoa, we got the listing or we get a buyer and they sign up with us. And we go, woo. are you asking for referrals at the moment that they're most excited about working with you? They just hired you. So what, you're, you're already there. Let's get more out of that relationship than just the listing, right? And there's a right way to ask for referrals and a wrong way to ask for referrals. You know, no offense to um, other well-intended trainers out there, but, you know, this slogan, the greatest compliment I can receive is the referral of your friends, relatives, and acquaintances makes me want to throw up it's nauseating it's begging for business (laughs) nobody needs to beg for business there's plenty of business out there add value to your community and you'll have
0: more business than you can chase a stick at i always wonder if people think that on their signature line in their email (laughs) if that actually works well how many calls did you get last year? Because <laughs> your email signature. You have a sign
1: writer on your listing that says, I heart referrals.
0: <laughs> oh, man, that's great. <laughs> man, Brian, I need more paper. I'm taking so many notes. <laughs> it's all good. I, I enjoy it. Oh, man. So here, let me
1: say it. Let me just sum up what we've said so far. If you do the same shit that the masses do, you'll get the same results. And the masses in real estate sell four houses a year. And you go, well, I'm selling 25. Well, to sell 50, you need to be doing different shit. You need to be doing different strategies, right?
0: So it's really, it's really not rocket science. Who do you, Brian, who do you look up to now? You've worked with some pretty amazing people. Like, are, do you coach with anyone? Like, who, where are you at now? What, yeah, you, so I, you yeah, you level up. So right now I'm working with Russell Brunson. Um, Russell Brunson,
1: you know, he understands click funnels and, you know, with the internet and technology, those are skill sets I don't have. Um,
0: Will you be at Funnel Hacking Live in Nashville in January? Yeah, I'll be there. I was there at the last one. I'll up too, for- man. I'm going to look you up. I'll be there. Yeah, let's do it. So,
1: yeah, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a voracious reader. I read lots of books. Um, I read blogs. I watch Ted talks. Ted talks are phenomenal. You know, I listen to podcasts. Um, uh, Doggins, uh, David Goggins. Do I have the name right? He's yeah, David amazing. Gagens, yeah, Like just since, you know, so Tony's obviously a great influence in my life. Um, but I, you know, My dad told me this, and God rest his soul, he's been gone for a bunch of years, but he said, Brian, you know, when you're young and you think you know everything, he said this to me, he said, it's what you learn after you think you know everything that makes the difference. Hmm. So I'm always learning. I mean, I know I'm proud of who I am, of what I've accomplished, of the knowledge that I've acquired, and the success that that knowledge, when implemented produces. But man, I, you know, and I remember in school that somebody once told me that we use like less than 10% of our human brain. So, you know, real estate's a very high ego industry, right? A lot of people are walking around with their chests all puff, puffed up. They've got the nice suit on driving a car that isn't paid off. <laughs> um, and, you know, they're, purporting to be or trying to portray success that they've not yet backed up right that they've not yet achieved fake it till you make it so to speak Mm -hmm. so I've I've been humbled over the years I make lots of mistakes um I have ambitious goals I fail every day I'm not afraid to fail to me failure is you know giving up or quitting that's failure right but or, or being stupid enough to not recognize something isn't working and you keep doing it because you're invested in it. So because you're so invested in something that isn't working, I see it all the time. Like I was talking with another client the other day about their CRM. CRM's a piece of garbage, it's not working. And I'm like, well, why don't you change it? Well, it's a lot of work to change it and it's expensive. I got a lot of money into this program. It ain't working, dude. Don't be committed to failures because you're invested in it. Learn, you know, there's a fork in a road. You went down the wrong way. Don't keep going down the wrong way. Let's go a different way. So books, mentors. Yeah, definitely.
0: What's your, um, I love uh, Jim Collins, good to great. What's your, your big, what's your BHAG right now, Brian? You know, right now,
1: um, I'm in full parent mode. I mean, I'm running a coaching business and that's, I've got goals with that, but my big hairy audacious goal, I've got a son who um, is a fertility miracle. My oldest son, we were told we'd never have kids, like can't have kids. I'm infertile. My wife's infertile. And I'm like, who are you to tell us? We can't miracles happen every day. So We tried and tried and tried. Long story short, 11 attempts, three miscarriages, we're done, horrible. My dad's like, why are you doing this to your wife? And I'm like, hey, we're committed to raising a family. We've done so well. What good is it if we don't have anybody to share it with? So my dad passed away. I was at a Tony Robbins event and we're flying home. And my wife said, can we try one more time? I said, of course. And we were blessed to conceive this miracle boy. His name's Hayden. Hayden started playing football, karate, good kid, worked in school, but because of the challenges and adversities that we had, he was our priority. We also adopted a little boy from China. His name's Peyton, Peyton's twelve. Well, all throughout their youth, I would tell these kids, you guys are amazing. You're miracles. And you can do be have anything you choose to do in life. So I would instill that belief in them. So my oldest son, Hayden said, you know, he was in martial arts. He's a black belt. And he's like, I want to be a world champion. And his instructors are like, you know, dude, pick another goal. <laughs> you're small, you're clumsy. And he goes, no, I want to be a world champion. I said, you can be a world champion if you're willing to pay the price. So we got him coaching. He worked on it, worked on it really hard while other kids are watching video games and playing in the backyard. He's training two-time world champion. Wow. In Taekwondo. Unbelievable. Highly skilled, proud. Then he gives up martial arts. He gets to, you know, Best in the world. He wants to do something else. He wants to play football. He wants to play division one football. So we get him coaching. He's been playing since he was five. Hayden never hit his growth spurt. To this day, he's 5'8". How many division one quarterbacks in college do you think are 5'8"? There's not any. There's none that I'm aware of. Yeah. <laughs> and he runs like a 5240 40. Not considered fast. So he worked on the things that he could control and that he could work on. And he never gave up on his goal. Work, 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 right? While kids are playing, he's working on his craft. So here's the moral of the story. He's about to graduate. He got offered a a preferred walk-on spot at Division I AA Brown University. Wow, Brown's an Ivy League school. He has to get in because they're not going rec- to give up one of their coveted 30 roster spots um, to, to you know bring him to Brown because he's short and he's slow, but they love him. He's smart. He's, he's got an intellect at a Division I college coach would have. His high school coach loves him. Now, here's the thing. You want to talk about adversity? Every media outlet this year the internet media blogs, they're like, this kid's the kid to watch, right? He's Brown's looking at him, Dartmouth's looking at him. Um, there's something about this kid that's special. So he's, he's ready. I mean, I've got him throwing five touchdowns a game. Like, he's going to crush it this year. He's, he was averaging like a touchdown a quarter on his last nine quarters. He had a scrimmage before the first week of the season. This year, his senior year tore his ACL. Season ended, Chris, before it started. I was on a plane, heading to an event. I got the news. I cried for four hours. Mm. Devastated. Like, in an instant, his dream seemingly taken taken away from him. The kid handled it amazingly. He's like, God's delays, Dad, are not God's denials. (laughs) 17 year old kid. So my inspiration today to answer your question is that kid. And right now my big, hairy, audacious goal is to get him into Brown. So that's, that will be the greatest accomplishment of my life to have raised a kid with a belief that, you know, we used to go to camps and they tell you 4% of high school athletes get to play college football. And then you take division one, it goes down to like 2%. Mm -hmm. So kids don't count on it. Well, that's a shitty thing to tell a kid that you can't. Because if you believe you can't, you're right. Thankfully, in my case, he believes he can. Now, I don't know if he'll get into Brown, it's tough. It's an elite academic school. His grades are good, he's worked hard. He's got a good shot at it. But he'll go somewhere in his plan is to uh, walk onto that program and
0: he will. I have absolutely. How do you, you know, how do you integrate your, um, you know, your, the experience you've had from a business perspective, coaching people, how do you integrate that with, um, you know, coaching your kids? Cause there's, you know, that from a messaging perspective, the dynamic is a little bit, (laughs) a little bit different when someone's paying you to, um, to learn from you versus your kids. And, and I'm asking this as a, you know, I, I, I don't know if I told you this, Brian, I have, I have a, a two young girls. I've got a, a three-year-old and a, um, a, a five, almost six-month-old. And so something that crosses my mind is, you know, I mean, I understand how to help people level up in the, in a, from a business sense, but um, how do you integrate that with, with parenting?
1: Yeah, great question. So you're at the perfect spot to influence your children that will change the trajectory of their life for the better right now. So understand this, that your beliefs control your thoughts. Your thoughts control your actions. And your actions control your results. So the results that you want in life start from a belief. Mm -hmm. So when we learned that Janet was pregnant with Hayden, I read in a book that the fetus can... Hear its parents' voice. So every night I would rub Janet's belly and I go, I don't know if you're a boy and I don't know if you're a girl, but I do know this you're a freaking miracle. And you're going to do great things and you're going to be amazing. And you can do anything you set your mind to. You can have, do, and be anything you want. And I can't wait to meet you. And then Oh, man, I'm choked up because it's just so real. And now I'm witnessing it. I mean, everybody's proud of their kids. But he's an amazing, how many kids get to go to Brown or Dartmouth or Yale? And then to play football or even be considered to play, when you're five fucking eight and slow, but they know that he'll add value to that team. And I wouldn't bet against him his junior or senior year, fucking beating out a 6'2 quarterback. I wouldn't bet against this kid, but he believes at his core, he can do anything he wants. So that's the secret. Your beliefs control your thoughts. Your thoughts control your actions and your actions control your results.
0: That's good, man. It's deep. (laughs) <laughs> almost got me getting emotional. I'm trying, I'm trying. Not Dude, to uh, you,
1: you really, you know, I, I'm, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Um. It's, it's a, where it's exciting. And, you know, we were talking about this last night cause he just pressed submit this morning. Um, And he's got a bunch of great schools and I don't know if he'll get into Brown or Dartmouth, but he's going to go to a great school and he's going to add value to the world and he's gonna do great things. And my youngest, Peyton, he's the opposite. He's, uh, he's not you know into athletics, but this kid's like got a photographic memory. Um, he's engineer type personality. He too knows that he can do amazing things. And he knows that where he came from has no impact on his future, right? The fact that he grew up in an orphanage, didn't have anything, doesn't dictate his future. And for those watching, you know, some of you may be experiencing some obstacles, some adversities, right? You know, it's not what happens to you in life that matters. It's how you respond to what happens to you that matters. When Hayden tore his ACL, I didn't respond great. I was like bawling my eyes out for four hours. He handled it better than I did. He's like, "Hey, it's called life. It sucks. But I'm gonna give everything I can to my high school team and I'm gonna coach the backup quarterbacks and I'm gonna play a role in this season. And man, it's amazing. Can I, I don't know if I can share, a sc- do
0: a screen share? Let me try. Yeah, let me see if I can, if I can uh, give you. Uh... Do you see my screen? Yes, I see it. Th-
1: this is my son the first week after he tours stale hadn't even had surgery yet and look at the enthusiasm and the, the spirit that he has for his teammates like that's what i'm proud of
0: that's awesome
1: right like if i tore i would be wallowing in my drool crying pity party right for weeks
0: and it's not what happens see it's how you deal with it it's great man well um Brian if people want to reach out to you maybe they they're interested in working with you are you taking on coaching clients right now Yeah we have uh we have
1: openings I have four amazing coaches we pair the coach up with the applicant based on where they are what their goals are so that it's a match we're not just randomly hey uh Susie wants to get coaching so Susie can work with Joe so if anybody's interested in um checking us out, they can go to brianmoses.com. If they want to schedule a free coaching call, go to brianmosescall.com. It'll bring up our calendar. We've carved out some time to add value to your life. No cost, no obligation. We'll ask you some questions about your business. We'll ask you some questions about your goals. And we'll, um, we'll make some recommendations that'll change your life, whether you work with us or don't work with us.
0: Great. That's awesome, man um brian i can't thank you enough for being on man this has been this has been good you have you've have dropped some serious some serious knowledge over the past hour i am um, I, well, I, I, I don't i need i, I need more paper i ran out of paper <laughs> otherwise i would keep talking to you i need to go find a new spiral for paper anyways um this has been great seriously uh, if you guys have any questions and we've got quite a few people watching this on facebook live right now awesome uh, if you guys have any questions feel free to chime them in real quick but um this will be recorded you can watch it on youtube it'll be on itunes and all that good stuff and um if you're if you're listening to this and you're not a member of our private uh, facebook group be sure to join and check that out um it's called the chris waters rainmaker alliance and um um, brian man i it's like a great privilege to spend an hour and and learn from you so I, i can't thank you enough for your time Um, it's my pleasure it
1: really is and uh you know i didn't you never know where these interviews are gonna go what direction i hope that uh people get some value out of it and uh you know we can use all the good juju out there you know send your thoughts to hayden let's get him into a good elite school and get him on a football team i'm gonna be i'm gonna be thinking about it man thanks
0: man i appreciate you thank you so much take care buddy bye-bye Want more CEO secrets? If so, you can get a closer look into building a top-notch real estate team when you join Brokerage Hacking Academy at brokeragehacking.com. Within the Brokerage Hacking Academy, you'll receive over 25 lessons, educational downloads to help kickstart your team, and all past recorded Q&A sessions.